And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight on our show, we will be speaking with a very talented featured guest and a council of light beings. So to show, we'll have an opportunity to speak to some channeled beings. And I know you've listened to the show in the past. We've had Mr. Fu. Mr. Chung Fu has been on our show. He will be returning hopefully soon. But I want to ask you, have you ever come in contact with a person who channels? Have you had any positive experiences with channeled beings? My first experience with a channeled being did not go so well. This is way before I ever started The Outer Limits of Inner Truth. Somebody was channeling a being, and they were saying that it was annoying and they said that the being had never acted that way. And there was something about it where I was like, wow, I drove a channeled being in eternity crazy. I don't know. I was, like very, I was very proud of that. I wasn't proud of a lot of things, but I was proud to get a rise out of a channeled being. Well, as time has gone on, I think that uh, I get along better with channeled beings. And I feel that it's you just sit there and you feel. You feel where the energy is coming from. You feel where the frequency is coming from. I really enjoy this. I do hope that people are able to access information and able to pull into their experiences other conscious beings that are out there that love to communicate with us. If they can't appear to us, if they can't send us an email, or if our intuition is sensitive, I'm glad that they can at least work through others and channel some messages. That being said, let us begin tonight's show. It is a great joy to welcome to our show, Christy Whitman. She's known. Hey there. Uh, hey, how are you? She's um, <laughs> she's been known as the so girl that has it all. She's run multi-million dollar <laughs> businesses, New York Times best-selling books. She's got two kids, and she's one of those people. When you look, you know she's genuinely happy. You know, some people say that, "How you doing? I'm happy." You know, they're miserable. No, no, Christy. Generally, it's brimming with happiness, and it's pretty awesome. And on yeah. top of that, best-selling books, billion-dollar business, million-dollar business, great kids. She also works for the Light Council. So I'd say you have it all. You can learn more about Christy by going to her website at christywhitman.com. Christy, welcome to the Outer Limits of Thank, Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here with you. Thank you. So I guess the first question and, we'd like to ask. And I understand you don't want me. You want the council, so I could no, go get them. I want you and the council. <laughs> Uh-uh, no, that wasn't good. I'm we, not we, offended. They're pretty awesome. Don't worry. We would know. We want we want you and the council. I mean, it's kind of like this cool that they're going to come along, but no, I'm more interested in you. And the first <laughs> thing I'd like to ask is, how do you become happy and remain happy in uh, a world that's becoming increasingly crazy? I mean, one of the things I'm just observing is that there seems to be a lot more restrictions. There are all these different restrictions of where you can go, what you can do, and people get sent into that. So how do you maintain and grow your happiness when the external world itself is clamping down and telling you you got to be sad? 
Well, you know, I love that question because I literally had a client the other day say to me, I don't know what to do because I'm so joyful and I don't know how to react and be around other people right now who are not. And I let, I said to her, if that's the biggest problem you have is you don't know how to contain your joy around other people that aren't, that's a pretty good problem, right? There's, there really is no problems. It's perceptions of problems, as the council says. So to answer your question, it, it the simplistic answer is it's a choice, but it's more than just a choice. It's really dialing into the energy. And any place where you have a thought that's based in lack, you're not going to feel good because lack always feels bad. So it's changing, finding a better feeling thought, you know, finding the places where you believe that you're being limited or restricted and know that you have free will and choice. You have choice in how you experience your life. This is a universal thing that everybody's going through right now. And each person is going to experience it the way they choose to. I'm I'm actually having the time of my life. I was telling my husband, you know, I don't like going to a grocery store and have someone breathing over my neck. I like that they have to be six feet away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's good. I kind of went, wow, that's nice. I like that. I have my own space at the grocery store. You know, I, I love that my kids are home. How much? I mean, my kids are nine and eleven, almost ten and eleven, and I get to spend more time with them now than I've ever been able to, and oh. I love that. So, you know, I, I, you have to look for what's right and good in every scenario because there, there's always stuff that you can complain about. There's stuff that you can look at and say, well, that's wrong and bad, or I want that to be different. If your focus is on what you can appreciate what you can be grateful for, what you can be satisfied with, you'll find yourself actually feeling good and being happy. That's awesome. And when it comes to creating a beautiful reality, you've written these books and you've been able to create these businesses that are very successful, yet there's only enough hours in the day. So how do you utilize and maximize the efficiency of each hour in order to accomplish a lot? Because there are some people who are professional strugglers. There are people who yeah. say, well, I'll work 60 to 80 hours in the office. In earlier in my career, I was one of those professional strugglers. I, I, I guess I, I wanted to be observed as the person who was working so much. And I did get some things done. But you know, if I was really maximizing the, the time I put into those hours, I probably would be much farther ahead. So how do you do it? What, do you, what are some of your steps that you do well, you to know maximize your time? Yeah, you're, you brought up a good point. It, it's like that's that's what's what is honored, right? If we work hard and struggle, that's what most of us have learned is how you get ahead. And it's like the more you struggle and the more harder you work, you're you're respected more. And it's we're we're entering into an age where it's like it's just not that old mentality anymore. We have to learn how to understand that we are more energy than we are physical and that are really bringing in the energy, the mindset, the feeling sense of what we want to experience. That's working with the quantum field. And like I wrote about in Quantum Success, it's really all about that. It's, it's really not just about taking momentum and action and hard work and struggle. It's about alignment and then taking the momentum. And when you do that, when you're not just efforting alone and you're actually aligning your thoughts and your perspective that you are going to succeed and you are going to do well and that you have support and all the other things that bring you back into alignment, you, it's like tapping into this universal energy that propels you forward instead of having to be the physical person doing it by yourself. It's a huge difference, and it's the way – 
our consciousness is really moving into is understanding that it's effort alone is not going to get you to where you want to go because there is limitation. There is so many hours in the day. You only have so much energy, but when you can really bring in that energy of success, that or abundance or whatever it is that you want to feel that propels you forward to allow the doors to open and it gives you ideas on how to delegate and how to, you know, get the support you need in other areas. So it's alignment and momentum is really the key to it. That's awesome. And I want to just move a step away from spirit and go more into logistics over here. So you wake up in the morning, you've got eight hours within the day, say for example, to work with. How are you taking your efforts and magnifying them and maximizing them? Because I find, I mean, I know some people are, have people that they, they have, they're working for them. We've, um, in my business, we've had a hard time with some younger people. We've never been able to really connect with younger people because we find that very few people have a, a work ethic that we do. Like we're very driven. I imagine that if you're very driven as well. So how do you find others to emulate your work ethic your drive, your success, and what are some of the most effective actions that you would describe and offer to others that are seeking to grow their businesses, that are seeking to become more successful in the workplace? Well, you know, when you look at your day and you look at what is the most productive thing that I'm doing, what is the least productive thing that I'm doing, what are the what are the efforts? Like for me in my business, for example, what are the things that I'm doing that I am putting myself out there, I'm marketing myself, whatever it is, however you want to phrase that. And some things are bringing in a big return and other things aren't. It's important to stop and look at those things and say, okay, you know, we got to cut this off. We got to stop doing this because this just isn't working. You know, whether it's whatever someone's doing, whether it's doing ads or whether it's doing interviews or, you know, whatever it is, what is actually bringing in clients, what is actually getting my message out there, what is what is the thing that is being most effective for what my goal is. And if there are things and strategies that you're used to doing that just don't seem to be getting you where you need to go, you need to stop doing those things and then putting your effort in the things that do because it's that 80-20 rule, right? It's 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 20% of the effort brings 80% of the results. And so what are you doing that you're wasting your time or you know, not being effective. And it's as long as you're continuing to look at that from a practical perspective, you can really fine tune, fine tune, fine tune so that everything you're doing is from that place of alignment and momentum. And that really is, it, you know, finding, I used to find the people that I liked to do the job. Now I find the people that are qualified and then I like them. <laughs> awesome. And I want to know, there are some people who do things impulsively. So we say, okay, well, I want to align to spirit and I'm going to align to what I'm trying to do and do it the best. But what is the difference between divine guidance and just being impulsive? Because, you know, the mind seems that it can be hijacked. There's so many things to see and do. You go online, you're like, you know, I'm going to write this little report, but I'll check some email and then you'll get distracted. And, you know, how do you tell the difference between impulsive distraction and divine guidance? I, I love that question because my sister used to say if, say, if you look up the word impulsive in the dictionary, you're going to see a picture of Christy. 
And that's me, obviously. And <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so I used to be impulsive, but, but now I've turned it into now I'm inspired. So there's a difference because impulsive comes from a place of like, oh my gosh, I got to do something. I got to do it now. And it's almost coming from an energy of if I don't do it, I'm going to miss out on something. And that's a very different energy than I feel so inspired I cannot not do it. And there's an energy of it of not like I have to do it or I'm going to miss out. It's an energy of I just feel called to do it. It feels like the next logical step. And just sitting, you know, in that moment of feeling that inspiration or that impulsiveness, you can tell is this coming from a place of lack or not enoughness or I need to hurry because there's something under here like I'm going to miss out or is it coming from a place of I feel expanded by this and I'm so looking forward to doing it, not a have to, but I get to, I want to. Really awesome. And when you, I think it's really interesting about you, is that not only addition, in addition to being very successful, you've come in contact with this council of light. I, I wonder, does this, these light beings, are they providing you some inspiration, business information, and life inspiration? How did you come in contact with this council of light, and who exactly are they? So they're, they're ascended masters, beings of light. They're, you know, I've been channeling in one aspect or another, you know, all my books are just downloaded. It becomes like that talk about the inspiration. It becomes as like blocks of information, energy, where I have to go get a pen and pencil and just start writing or a pen and pencil, pen and paper, and just start writing. And my, my arm is not my own. It just completely is automatic and it just keeps going. And I, I've been doing that for 20 years through my books. And then there's been different aspects in my coaching where all of a sudden my hands would go up and I would start doing energy work on someone. And, and it would be a little freaky. It'd be like, what is, I can't put my arms down right now. My, my hands are on fire, right? So there, all along the way, I just kind of leaned in and went, okay, I'm trusting this. I'm trusting this. Um, and about two years ago, they fully came through where my consciousness went out. I felt like I flipped over on my side of my, my chair and just kind of took a snooze and they came in and were speaking and they really, just because I keep leaning in and because I keep releasing pain body, you know, imprints in myself and I keep bringing in light. They were, I was a direct match for them to bring in the communication that they're here to help people do, especially now more than ever. It's really cool. And when you think and you focus or you feel what the Council of Light is, do you ever sense that these are beings that are actually your future selves, your future incarnations? Because I, my understanding is that, okay, we, we take on, we are spirit, we take on a number of different physical body incarnations based on some of the people we've had on that have had near death experiences. They've said, okay, well, we've I've been a number of different people. People even taken off, spirits have even taken on the form of humans. But I wonder if spirit will actually take on a different form of non-physical life incarnations where you're not taking on a physical body, but you are just in a different form of spirit, maybe not your true higher self. So, and the question comes back is, who exactly are these council of light? Who are they comprised? You said they're comprised of a set of masters, but... Do you sense that they are you from the future? They are your future life incarnations, or are they maybe potentially a greater expression of your true self, your higher self, and maybe you're able to express that a lot better or with a lot more veracity 
than most people who have spirit and know they're in a physical body? That that's a that is a beautiful question. Uh, yeah, they they you know we all come from the one, right? Whether you call it divine or God or energy or creator, and so they are they're a part of that consciousness. And they even when they come through into me, they lower down their energy. They have to, or else I would just completely short circuit because that vibration is so high. But they are part of that, and they're here to be able to downplay or you know downgrade their energy to come through me to be able to use my voice box to be able to utilize my body. But it really is when you really think about it, it is the divine. It is in universal intelligence, and really here to help those people that are in the realm of my sphere, my sphere, my influence. Those that are are needing to hear this because there's other people on the other side of the world that probably will never hear me, never know of me but those that are very attracted to this information are the ones calling this forth and then of course like law of attraction it becomes a perfect match for who's here to deliver the information and who's there really calling forth this information of like i want to know how to master myself i want to know how to be happy in the midst of you know troubles and problems and chaos and i want to be able to be masterful over my life and and those are the people that are attracted to this work so they're not necessarily, I mean, if you think about it, it all is one. And, you know, my future self or selves are a higher version than even myself right now. And the multidimensionality of each one of us, it all comes from the same. It's all the divine. And so it, they are an extension of that. That's awesome. And can we bring on the, yes. uh, the, council, uh, the, the, the council of Light? Yes, let me go get them. We are here. Well, we are grateful. Okay. Go ahead, dear one. Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, Council of Light. And I want to say thank you so much for choosing Miss Christy Whitman as a channel. She is very sincere, very sweet. We love her energy. So we welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. And uh, thank you for being here. It is our great pleasure. We're glad we are invited. She teases that people don't want to talk to her once they know about the council. And sometimes we feel we want to come in and play. So thank you for the invitation. So some of the questions I have for you is why is Earth, why is humanity in the position it is right now? And I'll explain what I mean is that we have a large percent of the human population that seems to be giving away its freedom, giving away its God-given ability to, to live life and to experience what it's like to be human. And it seems to be barreling down a path where the very nature of humanity will forever be changed, where humans are being transformed into robots or they're being transformed into something where they lose all their individuality. I ask you, why is this occurring is this a destined path that humanity cannot escape from because it has just gone down there too far? Or is this potentially a training ground for other light beings to come here to perish during this apocalyptic scenario to carry on their work on other planets? 
Well, we will say that this time, especially with what is happening in your world, is amplification time. And so the perspective that you have that some are turning into robots, yes, that is the case for some, but it's not for all. Really, this amplification time is time of great awakening, greater than any other time in your human history. This is a time where you as humans, as you are saying, because each one of you have control, each one of you have free will and choice. And you will have some that, yes, that become robots and become very numb to who they are and become even more disconnected to what they are made of and what's breathing them. But then you will have others that are birthing. They are willing to realize that their best thinking, their best knowing, what they've been trained or in, in, imprinted with is not working for them. And it is time for them to grow and release those pain points, release those imprints, and to really come into their own power of they get to focus, they get to choose. And this is really what we are seeing. And we will say from our perspective, it is celebratory from our perspective because there are more people awakening, even though what is being shown on your news and social media is that people are acting like sheep or robots yes. or they, they are not. And you will always have that. You will not have 100% of your universe that is awake and aligned, unfortunately. But we, are, we say from our perspective, it is getting better because there are more and more people that are able to awake because they've been asking for something different. And the something different is here. And because this is universal, it doesn't matter where you live. If you're in the United States or other countries, it's universal that is happening. This is one time in history where it is a global, not just a United States versus another country. It is a global situation in which each and every one of you have choice in how you decide to feel and how you decide to perceive what is happening in your world and more importantly what you choose to create as a result of it so this is a great awakening this is amplification and each each individual will have something amplified in them to have them look at in order to release it, to make a different decision, in order to create a different world and reality. For some people, it might be they feel ter terribly lonely and they really want a partner. And then here they are, they are quarantined by themselves, feeling more lonely than ever. Those people will either... One of two choices, become robot, like you said, or another way of saying become more disconnected, or realize that their loneliness is a choice, that they can feel the fulfillment of their divine, and they can feel the presence of themselves and not come from a place of loneliness, but enjoy their own company, enjoy their own energy, and then understand that from that point, they will then attract a perfect mate for them. Other people have money as an issue, and boy, is it being amplified. If they had money as an issue in a negative relationship with money of any kind, seeped in lack, it's going to come up during this time because there's many humans that are on the planet that are thriving right now financially. So it is really what is being amplified. For someone, it could be a career. For someone else, it might be their health and well-being. 
They, they are waking up to the fact that they have something breathing them that is beyond science and medicine and, and these things that is the source of their well-being. And, and we're seeing it with clients that are working with Christie and Council that they are literally shifting their health in ways that are coming back into alignment with full well-being. So whatever someone has as their bugaboo points or as their places where they feel disempowered or victimized, really what we're talking about here is that everybody wakes up to the fact that you are not a victim. You are not a victim to whether you are black or white, whether you call it white privilege or uh, oppression or you get to choose. Whether you're black or white, you get to choose what your life experience will be. Whether you are afraid of health or well-being, you get to choose what your life will be, no matter what country you live in, what your financial situation is, whether you have a partner or not, whether you're Democrat or Republican. It is all about you choosing to find your alignment or not. Thank you, Council. And looking at the world right now, at some point in human history, one or more individuals had the desire to dominate and to enslave their fellow human beings. So with that desire came the search for the knowledge and the wisdom to attain the psychological capabilities of enslaving and allowing human beings to believe that they are to be enslaved. Now, these individuals that cast out this intention happen to be very successful. So from desire, they manifested, and they've manifested some things in a very cunning-like fashion. Not only are we seeing individuals on the planet that are going into this darkness, they are going into it because the technological capabilities of those who wish to dominate others far surpass anything that I guess people in the light would generally have. I'm fully aware that we have some technologies that are considered science fiction that have not been publicly made available, but we do know that some of these people that are dominating us have that. So I come before we, the count. Yes, we, we, would say, we would say this, sorry to interrupt, but we would say this. Each of you individually has to work on where your own imprisonment is happening, where your own enslavement is happening, and understand that that is not the way that you are divinely designed to live. That was not the intention for each human being. You are intended to each enjoy your life and celebrate and accept each other's differences. But the places where you feel victimized, enslaved, imprisoned, you have the lock and the key, each one of you. And as long as you understand that, that you have the key to the lock, that you can free yourself by how you choose to feel and how you choose to perceive life, your life will be very different. Okay, thank you. uh, Council, this is a second part to that first question, is I come before the council as a representative of some human beings, some spirits that have taken on human form right now, And I say that the desire within my heart, within the hearts of others, is to inspire, is to pull out of the Akashic Records the wisdom, the competitive edge to bestow upon other light beings to counterbalance this darkness. Because while we each have our own 
paths in life, while we each have our own challenges, the greater good, the collective humanity, the fight for the human race, for it to succeed and to carry on and to not be destroyed by those who do not know what they do or have malicious intention is of a top priority because we need to carry on. So I, I ask the council, and I say this with the most sincere heart possible, can you please connect with other light workers as you've done so with Christy Whitman, you do an amazing job. Can you please connect with others of like-minded frequencies and consciousness? Can you please embody the wisdom, the courage, and the knowledge to have individuals that wish to stand in this fight to be stronger and to push back even harder because I feel that if we have more like Christy Whitman, if we have other light workers that exhibit the same qualities and the same frequencies, we've got a real authentic chance of not only pushing back against this darkness, but to have this beautiful vision of humanity that we've long since believed was only a dream. Like, I feel like it definitely happened, but we're never going to have that unless we put up a fight, and this is not going to come easy. So please, counsel, I implore you, will you consider granting that request? Dear one, we will tell you that fighting against darkness is not the way to go. It is shining the light on the dark that releases and transmutes the light or the darkness. So it really is not about a fight. It is about really aligning with the truth of who each one of you is connected to, and that is your divine self, which is pure positive energy. It is the fight that brings you out of alignment. If all of you come back into alignment with light, with your divine self, this will change massively the energy on your planet. And this is what we are helping individuals do, come back into alignment. Okay. There's nothing to fight. It is the fight from centuries of fighting All right, then. That, that got you where you are. It is bringing more light and more alignment that right. we are after. Then let me, ref then I'll ask that question differently. Is there, can you please consider the idea of working with other light workers yes, to help indeed. inspire them to help themselves align f themselves first to help them work on their inner uh, battles first and then inspire to help others because whatever the end result is I think it's the same there is there there's this beautiful desire to have peace on earth and not only that but I would love to see earth have relationships with other planets in the universe, I fully believe that we are just one of many civilizations out there and the idea of interacting with another civilization and expanding life within the universe is just such a thrill and exciting thing and I think we could do it. I really think we, we could have it but whatever it takes hold to get that, us there. Hold that vision. Feel okay. it happening. You have the power of the universe running through you. We are delighted to have this conversation. And we are grateful for your invitation. Hold the vision. Feel what it feels like. And you will be exuding an alignment and a light that is far more beyond what you are even aware you're capable of. Be well, dear ones. Whew. How are you? Okay. Did I, did I drive the council crazy? N never. They're so, they're, they don't go crazy. They're... Uh. they're totally patient and in love and white and they they don't judge judge like we do you know okay. just, 
I was yeah, it's all it's all groovy for them. Wonderful, uh, wonderful, yeah, very <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I was asking. I said, please, you know, we need we need more we need more Chrissy Rotmans walking around the earth to mm-hmm. to, 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 you know, to engage us. So, based on your experience in talking with the council and also your own perspective, what do you see as some of the ways that light workers around the planet can basically become stronger? become more aware and become more influential and I'm not saying because we want influence because we want to have Twitter followers and we want like likes on Facebook influential because right, right. I want to just you know take the energy that that passion for the love and the peace and spread that around and get other people fired up about that it's you know what it really is is the healer healing themselves releasing the pain points releasing the imprints the limitations the lacks the, the lack the places where they're not feeling in alignment and coming back it's the places where people worry or they limit their own potential i mean that's what each light worker needs to do is really be in understanding their full divine wisdom and their full divine love and their full divine power I mean, that's really what's being asked of us right now, because that's where we're going to be able to be even greater channels of light to be able to make massive change. Christy Whitman, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so thank blessed you. To, that you shared your your wisdom, your insight, your passion, and I think this is an awesome show. To learn more about Christy Whitman, please go to our website at christywhitman.com. Thank you so much, Mr. Whitman. Thank you so much. Yeah. Great to be with you. Bye. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our awesome guests, Christy Whitman, and special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dellis, and Miss Lisa McGarity, and our awesome associate producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Out of Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outoflimitsradio.com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Take care and thank you so much for listening.